0: in the recesses of the Old Testament, lies the story of Ruth. One scholar said, it's the most beautiful short story ever written. But how can a 3,000 year old book be relevant today? Ruth speaks into our cultural confusion surrounding gender and our increasing ethnic divide. It's an improbable and compelling love story, but ultimately, Ruth is a story of redemption. How God's sovereign grace redeems His people in, and even through, their suffering. Ruth reminds us that God still redeems people who were once far from Him. His sovereign grace still redeems our suffering for our good and His glory.
1: What is going on? I'm happy to join you in your Monday morning commute to work or wherever else you are tuning in to post-sermon reflections. My name is Ben. I'm on staff at Fellowship Crosspoint. I'm drinking some seltzer water with Brianna, about to have a great conversation. Brianna, tell us a little about yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ben, what is up? Um, my name is Brianna. I also go to Fellowship Crosspoint. A uh, little bit about me. I serve as a full-time missionary to college students in New Jersey. That's so.
1: awesome.
0: Yep get to do that every day Love and it. who
1: are you working with what organization
0: it's called crew yep
1: crew campus crusades for christ mm-hmm. right Brianna, tell us one awesome thing that you see happening on campuses that you're working in right now
0: Hmm. well i could give you a whole list but I'll, I'll just give you one uh so one thing is it's been cool to see students i think particularly this semester uh just like stepping out in faith a lot of my students are having some outreaches and yeah. trying to be intentional and sharing jesus with their friends so that's been cool
1: Praise the Lord. It's awesome to see God is working in places that we think are the darkest. Mm-hmm. And I think college campuses have a huge reputation for that right now. Mm-hmm. And so praise God for your ministry, Brianna. We are thankful for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for the Lord. Thank you for the ministry. It's his.
1: <laughs> so then let's dive into the book of Ruth. Um, just a recap, everybody, we are... Ending, We ended the book of Ruth today as Pastor Brennan preached, um, the last few verses of it. And we've been doing this the last eight weeks. And so feel free to check out other post-sermon reflections. Feel free to check out Pastor Brennan's sermons if you have missed them. Um, And I highly encourage you to stop right now and pick up where we left off. uh, Pick up and watch that sermon if you have not yet listened to it on the CrossPoints website. And so where we're at in Ruth. We ended last week with, uh, as Pastor Brennan preached, Boaz taking Ruth as his wife. um, And then here... Today, we zoom in on Naomi. And so very interesting that Pastor Brandon brought up that the book of Ruth begins and it ends with Naomi. And almost like forgotten because the book's named Ruth. It's about, some people just say it's Ruth's love story. I know Brianna thinks it's far more than that.
0: Yes, it is. It definitely is.
1: But Brianna, just begin with us. Why do you think um, the book of Ruth and God crafted it in such a way where it, it begins and ends with Naomi?
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um... Yeah, and I think this this sermon series in particular, like, I think Pastor Brendan really just, like, pointed out Naomi all over mm-hmm. the story in ways that I just have read it in the past and just have not picked up on. Yeah, um, yeah and I think, I don't know, I just think God really uh, keeps, you know, putting before us Naomi because we're just seeing how, you know— a decision that she and her husband made so many years prior, just yeah. like how God doesn't just forget about her. Right. He's very intentional and still including her in the gene- genealogy of the Messiah. Right. Yeah. Um, and is still very intentional in basically turning a hot mess situation into like a message that would have such great impact for the whole world. Um, and yeah, we just see God's intentionality and in his faithfulness to Naomi um, so I think, yeah, it's no coincidence that the story starts with her and kind of ends with her. Yeah. Because you just see, yeah, God's faithfulness to her.
1: You see God's faithfulness, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think to add on the point of Naomi, it's like it even opens us to like the huge point of the sermon was providential hindsight. Um, and God working amidst our suffering and God even working through sins and working through mistakes that we have made in the past. And we see in Naomi that even God's working in with her is generations that follow her it's not even like an instantaneous thing. It's like her offspring is different Mm -hmm. by God's grace. Like remember, she went to Moab. She went to who's your daddy people as pastor Brennan preached. Mm -hmm. She disobeyed God. She left the house of bread, Bethlehem um, and God brought her back and he's renewing them. He he's doing new beginnings for her offspring. And I think, the emphasis of Naomi, just an interesting fact, If just to echo what Pastor Brennan preached earlier, but he said that the book of Na- uh, book of Ruth begins and ends with Naomi, but the same amount of words are used to describe the beginning and the end. To just say, like, it is not a mistake by the author of this book that Naomi is beginning and ending with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm really glad that Pastor Brennan uh, pointed that out. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: So moving on to the topic uh, and just the the main thrust of the sermon was this idea of providential hindsight. Yeah. Just introduce us, Brianna. What is providential hindsight?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like looking at uh, basically the intentionality of God, you know, different circumstances and situations that happen in our life, especially like the trials and the suffering. It's kind of like not understanding it in the moment, but being able to look back on those situations and being like, "Wow, God was over this, he was in it. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's just this greater work that he was doing through it that I couldn't see in the moment, but I see it now.
1: Amen. Ronald, where have you seen providential hindsight in your own life?
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've definitely seen it, uh, in just so many different aspects of my life, different seasons and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think for me, even just like working with college students, I'm always faced... I mean, I think, yeah, the coming generations ask a lot of really good questions. They ask a lot of questions, and I feel like one of the questions I'm always faced with is this idea of, you know, like, hey, I'm doing this in my faith walk, and it's not working. Therefore, there's, like, this temptation to be, like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I think in our world, uh, especially being in the world of college students, there's kind of, like, this hypersensitivity to, like, suffering and this hypersensitivity to just, like, hey, things are not as they're supposed to be. Mm. Um, So I think being presented with those questions over and over again, you know, it kind of does, you know, make me kind of sit back a little bit and being like, wow, like in the midst of this suffering, um, you know, where is the Lord? And I think this reality of providential hindsight always keeps coming to mind. Even when I'm talking with students of like, Hey, like things may not make sense and things may be difficult now and, honestly, maybe it'll be for a season or maybe it'll be for a lifetime, but like God doesn't waste anything. (laughs) Just like he was intentional and faithful to Naomi and her family, you know, he's not going to stop being faithful and intentional to you as well. And Mm. there's actually this greater work of, you know, he's continuing to make us look more and more like Jesus every day. And sometimes he allows things in our lives that are going to make us look more like Jesus and, and help us to just see just how big he is, just how much he loves us, just how much he cares for us. Yeah. In a way that maybe if we didn't go through them those circumstances, we wouldn't be able to recognize or see. So yeah, I just yeah. think as I'm like in life with others, especially students, like I see that over and over again as I hear like yeah. hard stories.
1: Yeah. Pastor Brennan even like echoed that that understanding of like Mm -hmm. providential hindsight is like when you're obedient to Christ, when you're following Christ, like none of your suffering is wasted. Yeah. Like none of it. Mm -hmm. And like God redeems all of it uh, for his glory and he uses it. And just like brag off God. Like we have a God who works in in and amidst suffering. Mm -hmm. Like people who disobey God, people who spit in God's face, who run away from God. Like that's that's what Naomi did. Like she ran away from God. She went to the who's your daddy people. She went to the people who hated God. She Mm -hmm. went to a pagan land. She disobeyed God, Mm -hmm. but God works in and through her disobedience. God works Mm -hmm. in and through her mistakes. And so it's really cool to see the way that these things are connecting dots. And it it provides a sense of hope, it sounds like, to college students that you're working with. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And similar question, like how have you seen like this reality of providential hindsight in your own life?
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy because even uh, Pastor Brennan's sermon illustration um, of his of his message was he he opened up and he, he shared about his own life he he opened up and shared about how he grew up as a child of, of divorced parents and how even through that um, suffering and through that anger he had um, God worked in it and he has that providential hindsight of how that led him to Christ and. Like interestingly enough, like I grew up with divorced parents. Um, Actually, similar to Pastor Brent, I grew up one of four boys of divorced parents, Um, and I saw God work through my divorced parents' divorce um, to work in my my, my heart and my brother's hearts. Um, And interestingly enough, like the suffering that came upon my family through not having like my father in the home, the suffering that like just I watched my mother go through, it led my my mom to want to search for more. And so my mom was a woman who was searching for more in life and that led her to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they to say, hey, is there something, is, that, is the answer here? And by God's grace, that led like my brothers following us. So by God's grace, he like works through that. And I've seen that in my own life. Um, that's just one example of many.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Ben.
1: And, and so we we see providential hindsight. Um, just a, a common illustration that Pastor Brendan was using is uh, we want life to be this empty highway where you can see far beyond this, everything that's coming, I know both of us are young. We're both in our twenties. We want to just see everything that God has for our thirties, our forties, our fifties, our sixties, but life's not like that. We don't, don't know what the future holds, but like he says, uh, life is more like the smoky mountains and these windy roads with cloud cover that you have no idea where you're going. But the comfort of providential hindsight is, you know, who's guiding you. You mean like he knows where you're going. He, he is our guiding course. Um, the big thing is like, what does that mean to me and you today? Right? Like we can say that. And like, that sounds awesome. And it's true. It's biblical. It's truth, but it's an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that, how does that affect you right now? Brandon thinking, yes, you don't know the Montana. You don't have that, that skyline. You don't see all through your future, but you, and you might all be on these windy roads, but you know, God, God has a vision that's above us. Mm -hmm. God sees where all those roads are going. Like, how does that affect your day-to-day life?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I think, yeah, I I just love that reality. Um, Even kind of when we were talking before we started um, the podcast is just like this reality of like, you don't always know where you're going, but you've always, you always know where you've been type of thing. Right. And for the life of a Christian, it's like, okay, we know where we've been and we also know who was with us too. Right. But I'll even say sometimes for my own self, like when I am walking through hard things, um, it can be tempting to be like, oh, where is God in this? Right. And I think for me, Yeah, there's just been this, I kind of sound like a broken record, you know, (laughs) when I'm talking with people that will just ask me, like, for different prayer requests that I have and things like that, and one thing that always comes to mind is just, like, this desire to always be deepening and trusting God. Yeah. You know, not just having this, like, head knowledge about God of, like, oh, I know he's with me, or, oh, I know he's working this situation out for my good, for, you know, his glory, and for the gospel, right? Yeah. And, like, those things are great to know and to recognize, but it's like, hey, like, I want to, like, have this experiential, like, trust in God yeah. <laughs> in the here and the now. Um, and then maybe in the future he will reveal why X, Y, Z situation has yeah. happened. But even if he doesn't, you know, I think there's just this beauty of, like, growing in trust with God and daily, this reality of, like, daily choosing, like, kind of like we were talking about, this daily choosing to, like, stay on the road, not giving up. Because I think— yeah. In our culture, again, it doesn't have to be just like with like religion, right? Just in so yeah. many things. It's like, hey, if this is not working, I'm done Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. And it's like, no, like God is patient and long-suffering with us. Yeah. Like, who am I? Is this like low human down here <laughs> to be like, you know what, God, I'm done with you. Yeah. And it's like, no, like I have to trust that God is good. He's always good, right? And that means he's always good to me Amen. as well. Um, and that there's just things that he can see that I can't. And... One one thing that does help me to trust God in that on the daily is when I do look back on situations where it, I did feel hopeless or I did feel you know just kind of in over my head and I'm like wow but like I see how God worked it out and it's like yeah. why would he suddenly change? You know, he doesn't change. Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Um so yeah, so I think on the daily it's it's this it's this choosing to continue to trust God and choosing to recognize his, uh, providential hindsight, but not just like leaving in this box of head knowledge, but yeah. like, not like I need to spend some deep time with God in prayer, asking him to show me those things that he's yeah. done in the past and to continue to deepen that understanding of future. Cause it's not like, yeah. Oh, I reach level 100 understanding all of God's providential <laughs> hindsight. You know, it's like, no, Yeah. you know, whether you're, you know, in your twenties, thirties, forties or a hundred, right. Yeah. Like there's always ways that we can be growing in understanding more of that and like trusting God in the midst of it.
1: Amen. So, mm-hmm. Wait, amen. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, I like, like, we need to stay on the road. is kind of what you're saying is yeah. like, we like life is this path. It's mm-hmm. this journey. And, and very much, a lot of times are the smoky mountains that you don't know where you're going. Um, one thing that we always do know is like, we can always look in the rear view mirror and see what's behind us. Mm-hmm. And I found a lot of encouragement and hope, a lot of even motivation to keep moving forward. Cause I can look in my rear view mirror and I'm like, wow, like I see how God did that. Mm-hmm. Like even like looking at just what I said about like my parents' divorce. It's like I see how God worked through my parents' divorce to bring me where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's like that comfort of like I know he's gotten me this far. I know God's been with me this far. I know God's worked through the sufferings to get me this far. Like I can trust him that like he'll work through the rest. Like he'll continue to work through it. But like we have to make the day-by-day decision. Each day we like we wake up and we're like I have to, I'm deciding to stay on the road. You know what I mean? I'm, like, deciding to, like, wake up 15 minutes earlier, 20 minutes, 30 minutes early to to pray and read my Bible, to seek God first for my day because, like, I want to be rooted and anchored with Him. Like, I'm making the decision, like, when it's late at night to, like, not open up my phone and look up pornography, you know, because, like, I'm choosing to stay with God. Like, I'm not trying to walk away from the path. I'm, like, when I'm engaging coworkers at work, I'm, work, I'm like, choosing not to engage in the same level of conversations, not to stoop to their level, not to sin with them because, like, I'm staying in on the road, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think... That's the hard part. It's because like when you have suffering coming on one side, and you have, you have the temptation of sin coming on other sides. Like there's a lot of like there's a temptation just want to be la- lazy, like mm-hmm. to, to just to get your take your foot off the pedal and just like slowly coast until you stop, mm-hmm. or you get distracted by something else on the side of the road and you want to jump off the road. You know what I mean? Like all these different things that come, um, but it's just like the providential hindsight is like encouraging me, like just stay on the road, Ben. Mm-hmm. Like each and every day, like I wake up, like no, like. I need to stay on the road because, like, God is working through this.
0: And I think, yeah, yeah, I think naturally as people, we're not good at that, right? (laughs) Not at all. I'll be the first one to admit that I'm not. Um, And I think there's this reality, too, of how uh, we do have the Holy Spirit inside of us who gives us all the strength and power that we need to live out this Christian life that is impossible to do without him. So even those things that you said, like those daily decisions, even that, like, we're not doing it alone, but it's like, all right, God. I really stink at trusting you yeah. in a lot of situations, especially the hard ones. Like yeah. can you help me like fill me Holy Spirit to be able to trust you to make those daily decisions, you know? Yeah. Um and it's something that you pointed out too is you know just recognizing both of us are like young adults, right? Yeah. Um and I think yeah, this message definitely hits home for me cuz it's like yeah, I have some years that I'm looking in the rear room, you're behind me. I'm like, all right, (laughs) you know, I know, you know, I I know how God has like met me and things, but there's this reality of, I mean, I don't know how long, you know, the story of my life will be that God has, but I know that, you know, say there's like many, many decades and years, it's like, wow, like I'm going to continue to like live this out. Um, So I think there's definitely like this message in there for young people, but I actually want to ask you, Ben, like, what do you think the message is to, you know, even some older men, you know, or like Older saints that have, yeah. you know, been walking with the Lord for so many, so many years. Um, yeah, like how does providential hindsight yeah, like what what message is there for them in that too?
1: No, yeah. I think I think as a young man, I think looking at how does this apply to older men is like we see in, in the Bible commands like older men to teach younger men, older women to teach younger women. Um, but like older people in the, older people who have like gone through, it, have weathered life. Like they have like unique opportunity of like helping those who are like further down the path than them, like helping them like weather the, weather the same kind of storms. And like, almost like if I had like a, a, if you're listening to this and you're an older man and like, I'm not going to tell you an older man is, you would know if you're an older man, like you have the unique opportunity of like investing in a younger man's life and showing him like, how you work through these things. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you work through the trials of like raising a family? How do you work through the, like the trials of like tensions in your marriage? And like, how do you work through those things that are so close to your life, your family, your marriage, when your job's falling apart, Mm -hmm. when you have a loved one who dies? Like, or you name it, whatever suffering it is, like older men have the opportunity of showing them that like showing younger men that like you can weather this storm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can stay on the path. Like, and, and God does have you, like God is leading you and guiding you. Like, as you even mentioned, Brianna, like we are filled by the Holy Spirit. um And so this is a heart of mine is just like, my message to older men would be like, bring younger men into your life. Mm-hmm. Like loop younger men in and show them how you do it. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't need all the time in the world. You don't need to necessarily have this deep theological study with all of them. Like, just like. Do life with them. Mm -hmm. Bring them into your homes. Bring them into your families. Bring them into your workplaces. And use these opportunities to show, like, hey, like, suffering has purpose. And, like, because those men, like, these men who we look up to, these godly men and women, like, that, I know you and I look up to that. We we long to have a faith like theirs one day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they became who they are because they made a daily decision to stay on the road. Mm -hmm. Like, the great men of God, the great women of God, none of them, like, none of them woke up one day and they're like, Mother Teresa. You know what I mean? Like none of them wake up one day and are like the godliest people on the face of the earth. Like, mm-hmm. And like even to younger men, like, and we only become those people by making our daily decisions. Mm-hmm. Like we are a formulation. Like we are accumulation of our disciplines, mm-hmm. uh, of our habits of life. And so I say all I to say is like, older men, like bring us in and like loop us in and younger men like take hope and take encouragement. Like they have something to teach us. They have something to show us. Um, yeah. That'd be mine. Well, now, what about you, Brianna? You're you're a young woman. Mm-hmm. If like you think, what's something that you'd want to tell like an, an older woman about providential hindsight?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I kind of share similar sentiments of what you're saying. I think there's just so much. I, I, I know I've been in conversations sometimes, like especially in ministry where yeah. it could seem like, oh, you know, I'm so far removed from these <laughs> generations. Yeah you know under me that i have nothing to offer and i would just say that is so so far from the truth yeah. like you have so much from the lord to offer the younger generations um yeah and i i would say too i mean i think there's a wisdom that comes from like who and how you invite people into your life um but yeah like you don't necessarily have to have everything figured out i think we live in a culture where it's you know just even thinking of like social media it's like oh you only show people the highlights or oh when it's not messy then you can invite people in and you know share with them about oh this is how i got through it but i think there's something unique and beautiful about people getting to like see the journey in the midst of the hardship because i think we we even see that with like naomi and ruth right like Mm -hmm. naomi's story i mean she was very blunt you know when she first came back to her people she was like don't call me naomi call me mara (laughs) (laughs) you know she's like Bitter, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there wasn't, like, this, like, putting on a facade or, like, pretending that it wasn't hard, yeah. you know? And I think when you're able to see the authenticity yeah. of that, especially, like, lived out in, like, an older saint, like, you know, thinking of, like, older sisters in Christ, um, there's just something very unique about that. Because even when I'm talking with my students, one thing that they always say that they really appreciate from people that are pouring into them is that authenticity, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, so... Just, yeah, I'll continue authentically, like, walking with the Lord, making those decisions, you know, to to stay on the road. Um, but even in the midst of, like, those hard things, those that suffering, um, like, don't be afraid to invite, like, younger women into that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So that they can see just how real God is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he's real, you know what I'm saying? But when we're in the lives of others, we get to, like, see that, like, lived out in just a really unique way. Yeah.
1: And I just, like... I want to just put this vision out there and like the vision of be like, to like older men and women who are like listening to this, like think about like cross point where you're not in the cross point context. Like how beautiful would it be if every single young adult, young person in the church had an older person in their life, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like who, who was praying for them, who was thinking about them, who was like seeking to bring them in. And there's more older people in this church than there are younger people mm-hmm. in terms of like, there's only so many people in their 20s, but there's a lot of people who are older. You know what I mean? Um, like there's an opportunity to, to, to be intentional. And so I guess even like if we can do a call to action here, um, Brianna and I's message to older people is, hey, like open up your life for us. Open up your life for other young adults at Crosspoint. And yeah, you don't need to have all 20 people, young adults, like at your house. You know I mean? Like, but think of one, think of two, like who God has specifically put on your heart. Maybe one two live in your area, maybe once you've had like a previous relationship and good contact with and see, how, how can I loop them in? How can I love them? How can I show them like the baggage that I carry, the storm that I weathered? Um, and yeah, bring them in and bring that to their life. I want to bring one. I want to bring one, two things back up, Brianna, Okay. That you brought up that I think are just well minds that I I just want to tap into a little bit. And these are two points that you've made. One is our culture, like we want instant results, mm-hmm. and so we come to Christ to find the result, right? And we because we don't get something instantly, like we don't get it at all. And, and that, that's the first one. I'll I'll leave that one at you. Like, well, tell tell us more. Like, what do you what do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, I think. Hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes I've seen, even sometimes in myself, like this attitude of sometimes seeing God is just like an option, mm-hmm. right? Seeing Jesus as just an option, but the reality is Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? Wow, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> um, and like just knowing our culture, it's like very much instant gratification culture, or, you yeah. know, or like we don't like to be uncomfortable. You know, we don't like things that don't fit the highlight reels <laughs> yeah. on social media, Um so when we feel kind of like what the Bible talks about, like, that refiner's fire or even, like, the outcomes of our own, like, consequences of our own decisions that we make and we feel like that fire underneath us, like, I feel like there can be this temptation to just be like, well, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this isn't what I signed up for type of thing. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, first of all, like, God gives us life, right? Like, he, he takes us from deadness and makes us alive. Amen. And then there's also this reality of, like, he's conforming us to the image of Christ. Like, he's making us look more and more like Jesus every day. Like, that's, like, what we need, right? But it's something that we don't always recognize that we need. So, therefore, when I have my own expectations of what I think I need and what I want, what God should be doing, I become very transactional with God. (laughs) And when I feel like he's not keeping up his end I get frustrated or I get mad or I blame him and things like that. And it's like, no, I need to take a step back and be like, God is God. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I don't, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to eat for dinner (laughs) at night. I'm super indecisive about that. like, You know, so, but like recognizing like who God is and how he doesn't change. And again, I just keep coming back to like, God is always good. And therefore he's always good to me type of thing. Um, Yeah. I think he just like totally just, yeah. Whatever our culture says, like, God just doesn't fit into that box. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's so much bigger than that. So, yeah, I think that... Um, That's a good point. Yeah. There's just... I think an, there's an encouragement there, right? Because yeah. I think, you know, again, walking through hard stuff, you know, it's not that you... It's not... It doesn't minimize that something is difficult, but it gives, like, hope in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And it gives, like, purpose to it that comes from God.
1: Yeah. Amen. I I, I think just like this... we can We can go hours about... Yeah like we do, we do our Christian life in, in this world and we live in a culture that is obsessed with instant results. Like we need instant satisfaction mm-hmm. and like spirituality. And I should just say that Christian life is the opposite of that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like when Christ tells his disciples, when he was getting like an instant reaction to people following him, mm-hmm. like he said like, yeah, if you don't want to pick up your cross and come after me, like, like don't follow me. Mm-hmm. Like you must pick up your cross and come after me. Mm-hmm. And like the crowd left upset. Cause like his call is not this instant acceptance and everything gets better. Like, in fact, like the call of the Christian life is a call to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like we just like a call of the Christian life is a call to die. Mm-hmm. Like even that's what, like that's what baptism represents. Mm-hmm. Baptism represents that we have died with Christ yep. and then we have been risen with Christ mm-hmm. and dying to yourself is not an instant result mm-hmm. right it's a you have a new master in town like mm-hmm. you have a, you have a new guide a new source a new leader um, and it's not this hey i want to feel better instantly and christian life is going to make me feel better like the christian life like there's still suffering suffering's real and like you have a different kind of suffering because like you have the devil after you now right you have to fight against sin but like suffering's not meaningless and suffering's not alone like you're you're suffering with God as the holy spirit has filled you mm-hmm. you're suffering with your church body as you are in community with them but then all, and suffering all has meaning because God's writing his path like all suffering has meaning in the path of obedience mm-hmm. and it's just so contrary to the sense of instant satisfaction that our culture is obsessed with mm-hmm. like it's, it's like i i like i get upset at like my wifi router when it's not instantly loading up mm-hmm. the website like i i I'm instantly not satisfied and upset and like, we have to remember, like, God is outside of time. Yep. Like, God created time. Like, let, let your mind just think about that for a few seconds. Like, God created time. He's outside of that. And so God God understands everything that we're doing. Um, and just, like, the other thing that you mentioned, too, is, like, in, in this topic of highlight reels, too, mm-hmm. you you mentioned, like, we compare our best. We compare our life to other people's bests, mm. right? Like, talk a little bit more about highlight reels.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's just this practice of like what is presentable (laughs) that seems well put together that I can display to everyone yeah um and I love this quote that someone said I don't know who said it but it's like we're always looking like oh the grass is greener on the other side but if you think about it it's just grass (laughs) you're on grass over there it's just grass you know what I'm saying yeah um and sometimes yeah if you only see the highlights of people's lives it's easy to compare and be like wow oh what about my life you think like you're owed by God or something like that and it's like no, like you, you, sometimes we don't know the full story of like no. what someone's life actually looks like in the day to day, you know? Um, and again, I think God, like God's love is just like so wonderful. Like he's not just like this genie that wants, that's just trying to like give us what we want all the time. Cause he knows what's truly good for yeah. us. Um, and sometimes that comes in a package that we don't want to accept all the time yeah. or like we wouldn't sign up for. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's still not a good thing that he's trying to give us. And I think for me sometimes I need to like step back and like, okay, like what am I defining as like, what is that like a highlight or like, what is actually like a good thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just need to step back and be like, wow, like God loves me so much that he wants to make me look like his son. Yeah. Like God, the father loves me so much. That he wants to make me look like Jesus, his son. And it's like, wow, like he loves me too much just to like, give me what I want all the time, especially things that are not good, yeah. you know, or sometimes just to remove an obstacle out of the way because it's like, no, like I want to make her look more like my son. There's this way that I want to grow her that is just going to be so beautiful and she's going to actually appreciate more
1: yeah. than and if that, I were to
0: just remove it. And
1: that requires those switchback roads. Yeah. That yeah. requires the clouds. That mm-hmm. requires the lack of knowing that causes you to have to believe. Yep. It's like, that's how he forms you to a son. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not the highlight reel. Yeah.
0: you know what I mean? And I think we, yeah, kind of going back to Naomi and Ruth too, like we see that towards the conclusion, like even the women that are like calling Naomi blessed and yeah. things like that and recognizing just like this, the faithfulness of God to her, like even just looking at the genealogy of how, yeah, like now Ruth is a part of the genealogy of Jesus. Like Amen. her and Boaz's son, Obed, Obed is in the the genealogy of Jesus. And it's like, wow, like sometimes God allows stuff in our lives for our good. But then also like, what could he be doing in the lives of those around us, especially that are watching? Exactly. So he's, he's, he's good. He's
1: really good. So we'll leave it at this. Ruth is King David's great, great grandmother. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, let that sit in. And Naomi's David's great, great grandmother. Mm -hmm. Like through these women, one, a outsider, one, a Moabite, the other, a disobedient Jew. God chose to bring the king of Israel and through David, David is almost the the epitome of a Christ figure in the Old Testament. He brought his son. And we know that Christ is the greater Boaz. Christ is the greater David. And this all leads to our our great savior. Mm -hmm. And so... Well, Ruth, Ruth, (laughs) Brianna, thanks for discussing uh, with me today. And yeah, thank you guys for following post-sermon reflections uh, through the book of Ruth. We'll be picking this back up in just a few weeks as Pastor Brennan will be preaching the seven letters, going through the seven letters in the beginning of the book of Revelation. That will be beginning at the end of this month of April. Thank you guys for listening. Brianna, can you just close us in prayer before we call it a day?
0: Yeah, Sure, sure thing. All right, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for um, just as example in scripture of Ruth, Lord God, how we're able to see just your faithfulness, God, um, your intentionality um, in bringing outsiders in and creating a beautiful message out of something that is a mess, Lord God, of giving purpose to something that just seems like doesn't have purpose and there is no hope. Um, And we thank you that, yeah, those realities aren't true just for, you know, the story of Ruth and Naomi, but it's true for our lives. So yes, please give us eyes and a perspective to see what you are doing in our lives, Lord God, how you are still intentional, how you're still faithful, how you still love us, God, how you're still, you know, unchanging. Just give us eyes to to see, Lord, and power through your spirit to trust. Um, and just help us to look more and more like Jesus and grow us in trusting you and grow us in understanding your love. So, yeah, we just thank you for the book of Ruth, Lord. We thank you for all of your word. And we just thank you for you. And we pray that in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everyone listening to this, have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of your commute. And just remember, stay on the road, both literally and spiritually. <laughs> have a great